Hi, welcome to 6030 Split. This is a podcast about two women who are navigating divorce and life after divorce uh, and what all of that means, uh, especially for different generations, people at different points in their lives. So my co-host Barbie is in her 60s and I'm Diane and I'm in my 30s and we were at a book club meeting and um talking about all of these things and everyone around us was participating and it was really moving to be part of this, to be in a room where everyone was supporting each other and hearing each other's stories and empathizing with different difficult things that we've all gone through, whether it's divorce or something else. Um, And we just realized that there is a need out there to to for everybody to be sharing these stories and especially as women to to be together in holding each other up through difficult times and providing hope for getting through those times. So as I said, my name is Diane and I am a mother of two children. I've been divorced for about four years. Um, I Before my kids were born, I worked as a CPA for a big four accounting firm, and now I work for an estate planning law firm. Um, And so I, in my work, I review a lot of premarital agreements and um, just divorce decrees and estate plans, and I see a lot of the fallout uh, on a practical level of marriages and the complexity of different family relationships. And I'm also getting my master's in clinical psychology so I can become a therapist. Um, and so I really identify with and feel passionately about both the emotional and the practical aspects of divorce that nobody can prepare you for. It's sort of like getting married. That's why you hire a wedding planner because you've never done it before and you want to get it right, but you don't know how because you've never done it before. And So I think sharing these experiences is so important, um, which is why Barbie and I are here today to talk to you about it. I am Barbie, and I am getting divorced as we speak. I'm 60 years old, and I am a mother and a grandmother. I'm a retired ballroom dancer. Um, Life has been pretty nice up until... A few weeks ago, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, well, maybe longer than that. It hasn't been all that great. But um, Diane and I have book club together, mm-hmm. and we were all talking about Diane's and my divorce and realized that we have a lot of similarities and things that we're thinking about and things that we've experienced. And then there are also differences, um, mostly caused by the age ages we are and where we are Mm -hmm. in our lives. Yeah. So I, um, am currently 34, almost 34. I got married when I was 20 and divorced when I was 30. And when I got divorced, I had a three-year-old and a four week old baby at home. Um, and so getting divorced at that point came with a whole host of 
issues and things to think about and deal with um, compared to Barbie, who is 61. Mm -hmm. And this is, you want to tell about your situation? Sure. Um, I am 61. I, I have been, I'm going to be divorced twice. Um, I first married when I was 23. I married my high school sweetheart. We had three children and a very nice life together. We were together 28 years, and so I do not consider that marriage to be a failure. I, I feel like we were very successful, but, you know, went from being 16 years old to being in our late 30s, or actually in our 40s, and um, realizing that we grew into different people, but we loved and respected each other very much, mm -hmm. and it was a very... Um, I don't know if you could say this. It was a lovely divorce, and we're still friends, and we still love each other. Then I remarried immediately, and um, I married a man with who didn't have children. Um, and while we were married, um, he was there for the birth of all 11 of my grandchildren. Um, so we, I felt like we had family together. Um, but this divorce was, will not be as nice, um, which is unfortunate, but the truth. Yeah. It, one of the things that I've thought a lot about is what makes, who's to say if a divorce or a marriage is a failure or a success, or is it all just part of life? Um, that's a good point. Um, and I actually think that, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you can say that. And if you yeah. are saying it, if you are saying that somebody had a failed marriage, then maybe you shouldn't be saying things like that because you don't know what the successes were. Right. And a lot of times, even coming to your house for book club tonight, we were standing outside after having rung the doorbell and one other girl in book club said, what do you say in this situation? Do you say congratulations or do you say I'm sorry? And she was looking at me as if I knew. And I think a lot of times it's both because it's all, for a lot of people, getting divorced is the bravest possible thing you can do. Um, and I think we've almost, as a society, come all the way the other direction to say, leaving is brave but also staying can be brave too and so it's all hard to know like what is the success and what is the failure when do you say congratulations when do you say i'm sorry and that this is where general like general generational generational yeah. thank you yeah this is where generational um perspectives come into play too yeah. because i grew up in an age where divorce was Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was just taboo. I yeah. mean, you were something was wrong with you if you left your marriage. Mm -hmm. And um my parents taught me to always do what my husband wanted, to please him, and that's the way to have a successful marriage and mm -hmm. that I was to be the one that made the marriage successful. Mm -hmm. So getting divorced for me the first time 
um, anyway, was very, I was afraid of the stigma. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think one thing the listener should know is that, uh, I've known Barbie since I was born. She and my mom were really great friends when I was little. And, um, so we've, I've grown up alongside her kids. And so we have a lot of, um, parallels in our lives, but a generation apart, which is why we are saying this is such an interesting topic for each of us. But, um, yeah, when I got divorced, I am in a, I've been divorced for four years. And so I'm in this sort of modern co-parenting situation where my ex-husband and I are part of the same communities. We go to school events together. We're expected to work alongside each other for the best of our children. And, it's, it's challenging. And, um, and yet I need his help with parenting and making these decisions and we're expected to cooperate in that way. And that's been hard for my parents to wrap their minds around. They would rather cut off all communication with him and, um, not really interact with him at all. And so having to navigate not only my relationship with him, but everybody else's relationship with him is something that early on I had to say, I can't manage your interactions with him. I can't say, okay, he's going to drop the kids off now. And so you can show up five minutes later so that I can't protect you from interacting with him. I have to deal with that for myself. And so you're all going to have to figure that out on your own. Um, and sort of forcing other people and other generations into this modern view of divorce has been, um, something I didn't ever think about navigating which is with a lot of things with divorce there's so many things I never considered I would have to manage or deal with which is another reason we wanted to start this podcast is um there are so many things that people are going through that you just have no idea and it can be really comforting to know that there are people who are experiencing what you're experiencing and for Barbie it's current and it's raw and I've been there and it is raw and difficult and then it gets better. It does. And I mean, you're something that you said reminded me of, uh, I think the stigma comes from you make a vow, Mm -hmm. um, and your vow is forever. And, um, you know, I, it often feels like it's forever, but I, I always kind of got a tickle out of thinking that, you know, those vows were created when people died when they were 30. Yeah. And so <laughs> maybe if you make it to 30, then you try again and you make it another 30 years. I don't know. Oh. But, you know, this idea of till death do us part is such a... An ideal to live up to, and I think all you can do is try. Yeah. And then maybe the death of the marriage is what parts you. Wow. Yeah. That is such an interesting way of looking at it, because you and I have talked about comparing losing this relationship to its grief. I mean, we are grieving the loss of that relationship, the in the nature that it was, you know, my relationship with my ex-husband continues on, um, but in a different way. 
Right. But yeah, that relationship has died. And something you said to me earlier too, was that you're also um, grieving the loss of what you wanted it to be. What you thought you were gonna have, yeah. yeah. When you got married, did you have an idea in the back of your mind that it might not last? Oh, uh, well, that's a, a door you may not want to open this episode, but I'll, I'll, <laughs> I will, I, 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 I'll, Reader's Digest. Um, I knew before I married him that it was not right, mm. and I did it anyway. Mm. However, once I was in it, I was determined to make it make it work. Yeah. I really wanted and it was sixteen years. It's That's a long time. A long time to work. It, and it yes. Yeah. And um I but the base the, the real answer to your question is I had every intention of spending the rest of my life with John. I see. Yeah. How about you when you married Mike? When I married Mike, well, I, he proposed when I was 19. Mm-hmm. So that's part of my answer is that 19-year-old me truly believed I was saying yes to the rest of my life. I had, based on all the information I had at the time and when I got married at 20, I was certain that this was my life partner. I had all the these like canned answers of you know we can people say you don't know who you are in your 20s well we we can figure that out together you know right. I I but it's really true <laughs> that I didn't know who I was and once I started learning more about myself and expressing myself more Mike didn't like that he didn't like who I was turning into and I didn't like who he was not turning into, he never really leveled up in the, in the relationship. And, um, so yes, at the time I did think it was forever. Well, and this idea of, of how you grow Mm -hmm. during the marriage is, is a really important thing to look at. Mm -hmm. And I have to wonder how many people out there are, married and unhappy with how they've grown into different directions but are reticent to end it either because of their beliefs growing up or mm-hmm. they don't they want to hold on to the ideal of what they thought they that mm-hmm. they would have I, and I'm not, I'm not advocating. Actually, I am an advocate for marriage, not yeah. for divorce. Me too. Okay. I, and I love marriage. Me I too. love being married. Um, so I'm not advocating divorce, mm-hmm. but I am advocating if, if you're unhappy, take a look. Yeah. Well, and I think that speaks to why your first divorce was so gentle and lovely as you describe it, because you had both allowed each other really in a loving way to change and acknowledge that you were different people. Yeah, that was kind of a, a, a really beautiful 
um, thing. It was. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. I had, I had a lot of people that were just friends, relatives yeah. that were horrified and didn't understand. But what they didn't see was how loving we were being to each other. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, um, my first husband on on his wedding ring. Um, I had the words true to Evan engraved mm-hmm. and on his wedding, on his wedding oh. ring. And I, I thought about it, you know, while I was, it, those words were just constantly in my head and wondering how I could possibly leave when I swore I would be true to Evan. And it occurred to me one day that the way I could be true to Evan Mm -hmm. would be to let him go and, and be who he is. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was keeping him from, from that. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm just like coming up with ways to pacify myself, Mm. but that, that thought meant something to me. It makes me think of this image of, you know, when you stake a plant and you have to use special tape to stake the plant. Otherwise it keeps the, it doesn't allow the plant room to grow. Right. You have to use the right kind of tape, um, or connector or whatever to make it, to allow it, the room to grow. And sometimes it outgrows it. That analogy could go farther, but well, I'm going to stop sometimes there. Sometimes you have to take <laughs> yeah. the plant out and put it in That's a right. Pot. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, but maybe sometimes you split them all. I don't know. But, but yeah, I, I, I just think that, um, there's no, I don't think you can say whether it's right or wrong for anyone. I don't, I don't think, I think that you have to come to terms with what's right and what's wrong for you Yeah. and for your spouse. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. Yeah. It's hard whether you're 30 or 60. Yeah. And that's another topic we want to talk about is like the people who are surprised, like I had no idea versus the people who are like, oh yeah, I kind of knew. And, and also what right does anybody have to be talking about anybody else's marriage? None. You don't know. Nobody knows. You don't know. And that, which is, we'll get into when yeah. we talk about the surprise factor. Yeah. But you don't let that outside your marriage often. Yeah. Um, I think that we would also like to talk about um, the idea of who would marry me. Yeah. After a divorce. Yeah. Who would date me. Yeah. Just dating in general. Yeah. And for me, that who would marry me comes into, goes into sort of codependency territory of like, okay, all right, who would marry me? Let's make a list. Um, versus like the despair of, oh, who would marry me? I mean, it has kind of two different meanings and I identify with both of them in a way. Um, but yeah, be, it took me a long time to be accustomed to being on my own. And sometimes I still get exhausted by it. Like I'm the one who has to kill the bugs. I'm the one who has to, I don't know. Call the plumber. Call the plumber. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it that gets tiring um knowing that there <laughs> there could be somebody else around to kill the bugs yeah and yeah. and when we're talking about that i want to go into 
at my age, it's maybe it's not who would marry me. Maybe it's how um how do I feel complete on my own? Yes, is that something I need to learn? Which I know I do. Yeah, and then if it happens, great. If it doesn't, at my age too. And I have. I mean, well, both of us have the benefit of there's no biological urgency you know I (laughs) um a lot of friends my age are like okay okay well I'm I gotta get if I want to have kids by 35 I gotta get married now so I can you know there's this there's this urgency and I already have kids I've already been married so I've had to tell myself it's okay to take a breath and take time for myself and I've come to really enjoy it so that's really nice yeah and and I am looking at life through the lens of how much love I'm already surrounded with, mm-hmm. with all of my yes. children and their spouses and my grandchildren and my wonderful friends. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, so what is love? Yeah. And what, what do you really need? Um, yeah. I've had romantic love. Doesn't mean I don't want it again, mm-hmm. but truly the love that I have now is permanent and yeah. beautiful and and can encompass me and satisfy me. Right. And I think that's another thing that we want to talk about is, um, you know, is it worth it to be married to someone if, if they're not right for you? And what are the red flags and narcissism specifically? Because uh, we've both dealt with that. Um, yes, I would love to go into yes. narcissism. <laughs> You're, you're an expert. In I it. I actually am an expert in the field. In the field. So yeah, yeah. So that will be an an interesting topic. Yeah. Um, you may hear Barbie's dogs in the background sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> She's surrounded by love and fluffy dogs. That, that is really true. That is true. Um. Well, should we stop talking? I think so. Okay. Great. Well, we hope all of you stick around to hear more about our musings on on being divorced at different ages and we'll get better. And at if it. you have any input. <laughs> oh yeah. Please. What topics? Yeah. Yeah, let us know what topics you're interested in and and your own experiences um with divorce at different periods in your life and yeah. what that means for you and how it felt. Yeah. Well, there'll come a time you think you 